Hello and welcome back to the C. Thomas Printer Cooperative, a place to make you think, make you remember, and make you smile. Is the butchery a good thing? It's the only thing. G. Spot Johnson. It's true, I did say that. I believe it too. Life is to be enjoyed and lived to its fullest. And God wouldn't have turned water into wine unless he wanted us to drink it right. I realize that I have played a lot of golf, chased a lot of women, and drank deep into the night many times. And the rest of my life I've just wasted. When is the last time you referenced an isosceles triangle? Wasted year learning that. How about how to conjugate a verb? Wasted years doing that. How about how to cut open a frog? Wasted. Do you remember sitting in a job interview and being asked to recite all the presidents in order? No. Then a wasted year doing that. What I'm saying is that we all have things we are good at, and trying to fit square pegs into round holes isn't a very good idea. Look at me. I was following floats in the Mardi Gras parade yesterday, yet I'm a businessman and industrialist by trade. In my youth, I cornered the little pencil market for golf carts, scholastic testing, and all-around general-purpose usage, and I've taken those lessons with me throughout my whole life. I didn't learn any of them in Miss Stoll's one-room schoolhouse or singing a no-church choir. Nope, I aspire to greatness, and I inspire greatness. Trispat, you are so full of it. Now, young lady, you think I am bullshitting? Let me tell you a story. Sammy Hagar's Cabo Wabo tequila was named after me. Oh, I was down there partying with him, and oh, it must have been 30 years ago now, maybe more. And I had too much tequila one night, as I am prone to do. Well, technically, I have too much tequila, and then I become prone. Laying down or passed out position? I know what you mean, yeah. You do, huh? You look like a white wine drinker to me, but trust me, it can have the same effect. I spent a week in Bordeaux one night. Let me tell you... Oh, geez, Pat, um, your story. Oh, yeah, Sammy Hagar. So he and I were drinking, and he just said, One more shot, gee, and I was adamant. I told him so. No. When I have too much, I wobble down the street walking home. He said, You what? I said, I wobble. I can drink whiskey at home, but when I come down here to Cabo and drink tequila, I tend to wobble when I walk. Well, he thinks this is the funniest thing he has ever heard. And they start teasing me and calling me Cabo Wabo and acting like they were those uh, tubby things that don't fall over. Um, Teletubbies. No, no. Weebles. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. So I head for home down the street and they follow me out to the beach. As I walk home, they are still laughing. Next thing I know, he's calling his joint Cabo Wabo and watching all those tourists drink too much and wobble home. He made like $100 million off that brand. And I say, I inspire greatness. True story. That is not a true story in any way, shape, or form, G-Spot. Young lady, do not underestimate the power of the G-Spot. So, C. Thomas is a dear friend of mine, and he asked me to join him and Miss Austerity here in his cooperative. C. Thomas is a thoughtful and kind man. And super boring, my God. 
But he said that he was trying to connect with people and spread the message of kindness and civility, blah, blah, blah. Now, don't get me wrong. Those are all good things. But I just stopped listening after the first couple. Did he give you his speech on sitting down to have a meal and putting your phones away? Or how about his kids rush into hair pulling sex today? I've heard that one, too. He is learning about Tinder. And let's say he is not a fan. A regular Puritan, that C. Thomas. He said that I could help him relate to the common man, you know, because man is fallible. He called me fallible. I called him the world's first square asshole. I said he poops little bricks and cubes. <laughs> I said he poops Legos. That's why he suspended me. He wasn't abused. I said I would be delighted to help him in any way I could. But I wouldn't be edited, censored, or PG-rated in any way. He agreed. So that's how I'm here. And we'll see if he regrets it. But I want to share a story with you about me listening to C. Thomas and learning from him already. Because he does have lots and lots to offer. So I read his piece on grace and kindness and old R.W. Reagan. What a great man, that one. They don't build them like that anymore, let me tell you. So I took his advice, and I tried an act of kindness for the HMGC, you know, the Have More Grace Challenge. I was sitting in a bar, and this lady walks in, and she just looks tired and maybe a little sad. I was leaving, so I just left. But when I was paying my tab, I told the bartender to put her drink on my tab. I left. And I never saw her again. So I don't even know her reaction. But see, Thomas was right. I did feel good. Because maybe I brightened her day a little bit. Besides, how often does a woman get a drink bought for her at a bar that has no strings attached? Normally, it's just a man's first step into trying to get her to sleep with him. Wait. Damn it, see, Thomas, that could have been me. Now I understand your lesson on sacrifice. The winning, not so much yet. Anyway, so a couple nights later, I'm at a pub, as I'm prone to do. And I'm three glasses deep in a full-bodied Bordeaux and espousing the need to make George Washington's birthday the one true and only President's Day. He is the founder of our country, after all, and Peter Schiff, my brother, preach on the founder of the country, the leader of the Continental Army, and most importantly, the man that gave up a chance to be king. Speaking of kings, you ever toured the King of Beers in St. Louis? Budweiser, that place is big. Geez, Bud, finish your story. I swear we need to record these things before happy hour starts. If we did, I wouldn't have very much to say. But anyway, I'm in this bar the other night, and I'm thinking about how well the first act of kindness worked for me. I sacrificed my money, but it felt good to do that. And I didn't get a thank you or anything. So I am waiting to try this again. I'm sitting there, and this woman sits down, but she doesn't appear tired or sad. She seems bitchy, mean, and mad. So this guy sits down next to her, and she starts after him. She is calling him names and telling him he is no good and how he should have listened to her mother. Now, when she brought her mother into it, any chance of me buying a drink for her disappeared. That's just not fair for that fella. She is being just loud enough for everyone to hear. 
but not so loud as to cause a real scene. She is a professional life sucker outer, this one. Not my first bitch in a bar, if you will. So I do what G-Spot does. I wave the bartender over and I tell him to buy that man a shot of whiskey. The bartender says, G-Spot, you don't want to go get yourself involved in that ugliness. I said, make like Nike and just do it, Sammy. So he pours a shot and he walks over and sits it next to the guy and mumbles something I couldn't hear. But he turns around and points to me. I raise my oversized goblet and toast salut and take a big drink and gave them a great big smile. Now the lady has managed to stop talking and is stunned and is staring daggers at me. And the guy grabs the shot and he walks over to me. He is staring intently as he approaches and he walks right up to me, almost too close for comfort. He says, why did you buy me a shot? I said, well, feller. Anyone on the receiving end of a verbal ass whooping such as you're getting from that lady needs a friend that will buy him a shot. And it's your lucky day, and I'm that friend. He stares at me for just a second. I think he's going to take a swing at me. But he leans back and starts laughing something fierce. He laughs so hard that he starts crying. And he is slapping me on the back and smiling and thinking I'd done good. Now the lady is so pissed that she walks out clickety-clack in those high heels, and she's even more furious than when she walks in. The man offers to shake my hand and says, thank you, I did need a friend. He toasts me, and I raise my glass, and we both take a drink. He puts the shot glass down and says, I better get her home, and walks out. Now, the bartender, he has been watching this from the other end of the bar because he wanted no part of it. Well, now he saunters over and says, what was that all about? What did you say to that man? I said, I don't know exactly. I just called his wife a bitch. So the moral of the story is that I took the lessons that C. Thomas was trying to teach me and used them to make the world a better place. What one calls debauchery, I call doing a kind thing. Well, thank you, Brother Teresa. You are truly the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah, well, if I had a dollar for every time I heard the G-spot was the eighth wonder of the world, I'd be a rich man, Austerity Jones. Insidefully yours, G-spot Johnson. Thank you so much, and we hope you enjoyed our newest author's contribution to our cooperative, and I will be writing a piece next week about inflation. I hope you have a great week. Also born on the state, Johnny Cash, Victor Hugo, Fats Domino, and Levi Strauss, and Buffalo Bill. Cody, not the guy that says it puts the lotion in the basket or it gets the horse.